BP Nation. What is up, guys? We are back on the podcast. This week, Ash and I are sitting down to discuss carb slash calorie cycling. What is it? Why would someone implement this on their fitness and nutrition journey? What are some of the benefits? But also, what are some of the drawbacks and how to determine if this is right for you? So this is a fantastic episode to grab a pen and a piece of paper or open the notes tab on your phone, jot down some information as we're rolling along so that you can have some baseline knowledge to then pursue either working with a coach who can implement these concepts because he he or she has prior experience and knowledge in that realm, or that you can take to your current coach just for additional clarification and further details. But this is going to be a jam-packed episode full of tons of good nuggets for you. So make sure you're tuning in, your ears are open, and you're ready to learn. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 76. I'm here with Ash. It is a beautiful Monday morning, and we're about to kick off a marathon of recording. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't done a few in a long time. It's going to be awesome. We've got some coffee. We've got some bang. We're (laughs) caffeinated up and ready to rock and roll. You switched to rain this week. I did switch to rain this week. Not sponsored by rain, but would love to be. (laughs) No, we would. <laughs> <laughs> not really. You would. <laughs> I would love to be. Ash would not want that on our resume. But uh, anyway, so guys, we're back. And uh, some quick life updates as usual. Uh, last week, I went down hard. Last week, I had food poisoning. Oh, yeah. We it, haven't recorded since We that haven't happened. recorded. We didn't post about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was I posted brutal. the popsicles and rum. Or okay, soup. so Ash posted about it, but I... I thought I was literally going to die. He it was, looked like he was going to die. It was the closest to death I've ever been, for sure. Yeah, it was I've, one of those things where I've never thrown up that much, and then <laughs> I've never ached that much. Like I just kept yeah. making noises and like rolling around <laughs> on the couch. It was so sad. It was so bad. It, thank God Ash was there. If I was a bachelor and living alone... <laughs> I would have been dead. I would have died. My mom would not have been there to take care of me. And she would. She would have flown. True. True. (laughs) Kelly might have flown and fed me sick soup. That's what I call this like Lipton soup that we buy. I literally texted his mom and I said, hey, could you send me a box, a a package, a picture of the package of quote unquote sick soup? (laughs) And she knew exactly what you were talking about, right? Oh, yeah. She sent me the picture. She knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's I don't know why in our household that's what everyone eats when they're sick. That's what she said, and she even gave me. This is the funniest part. I haven't told you this. She she gave me directions to pour the soup into a mug, like she said you always did that when you were little, like a coffee mug. That part I don't remember. But really? No. But I think she said that. For anyone listening, and you're like, "What the fuck is sick soup?" It's literally Lipton soup. It comes in a box, and yeah. all it is are like these little noodles they're like half inch long thin noodles just cooked in like chicken broth i don't i love it though when i'm sick it's so good well it's because it's literally you were spot on you tried chicken soup originally before i got sick soup 
you threw up again but like you also said it was the chicken is disgusting yeah chicken and, and chicken noodle soup and like progresso soups and like camel yeah soups. It's like gross. it and i used to love it but it makes me even just looking at it i was like oh my god it, yeah that's it's disgusting just, i took i chomped on like a chunk when you weren't it's home. the worst part of the chicken yeah it's literally like all the bits they grind oh. up it was gross yeah uh, but anyway, so I survived that. I'm still alive. Uh, Coda's birthday was on Sunday, yesterday. Yeah. I know. And he's, he's three. three. Jinx. <laughs> so he's three. He's still rambunctious as ever and uh, still a pain in the ass, but we love him. <sighs> he's perfect. <laughs> uh, my bachelor party is this weekend. So that's some exciting news on the wedding front. So going to be partaking in that we're going to a cabin in the middle of central pa like outside of williamsport for anybody listening there will not be any strippers drugs or anything else you imagine when there's bachelor parties we're literally going fishing hiking and possibly hunting on saturday morning because that is the first day of spring gobbler um yeah it's gonna be amazing there's 10 of us going it's gonna rock <laughs> um so pumped for that and then the weddings you know right around the corner mm -hmm. it's literally how many days like 48 40 something yeah we're in the 40s we're closing in uh so just wrapping up all the fine details of that and then we think we believe that we've narrowed down our search of where we want to move yeah where, where do we think thinking the carolinas right either north or south carolina we don't know for sure but that or is Tennessee. where we're heavily leaning towards yeah but your your big thing is water yeah that's true i really want to be near the ocean yeah, not even a lake. You want the ocean. Yeah. Because you want the beach. Yeah. So Tennessee would be out for you. <laughs> yeah, true. It would be right in there for me, but not for you. Maybe uh, if we were near a lake, but go on. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we think that's where. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I love North Carolina. I love South Carolina. I love Tennessee. I used to live there. I used to go there. Uh, those are my stomping grounds. Tell us grounds. where to go. Yeah. Let us know. We've gotten a lot of... Uh, suggestions and recommendations recently not quite close enough to the water mm -hmm. so keep that in mind yeah. but anyway moving along here uh ballistic updates number one what just launched yesterday ash our blackout collection yeah 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 blackout collection it. is live so uh if you didn't see the instagram posts or the stories you can go to our instagram profile we have a is it called a highlight? I'm really bad with those. Did you make the highlight? I made a highlight. Oh, yeah. So a highlight's on there to recap sizing, materials, the fit, the logos, everything that's on there. Uh, and these are badass. They're super soft t-shirts and tanks. The cropped hoodie is like Ashley's obsessed. I don't think she's it's changed so in like seven days. Today I'm wearing the normal hoodie. <laughs> but they're, they're awesome, guys. And they're only going to be available for two weeks. So make sure... You go to our website, go to the store, uh, which is located up in the menu, or go to the, our Instagram profile in our bio. The link is in there as well. Make sure you go get that shit now before we take it down and then you're shit out of luck because we're mm -hmm. not going to launch that collection again. Yeah. So this is it. This is your chance. Get okay. it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. That's <laughs> right. Like Little Caesars, hot and ready, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get into the actual conversation for today. And Ash, you're pretty much going to be taking the wheel on this one. I'm just along for the ride. So we're going to see how it goes. I'll chime in every now and again when I feel that you want me to, to, to speak my mind, so to speak. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Speak my mind, so to speak. Just speak my mind. Yeah. Anyway. No, that makes sense to me. <laughs> okay. So what are we talking about? We are talking about carb cycling, 
what it is, why would someone do it, my experience doing it, if you can even tell, like, call it an experience. It's pretty and... short. I don't know if you can call it. It was like... <laughs> okay, we'll get into that. And then... It's like the really first just... time you drink beer, it's like you have two and throw up and you're done. <laughs> my, my beer experience. Um, and then, like, just... A lot of information around carbs, because that's like a hot topic. Sweet. Love yeah. it. Okay, well, why don't we start? Why don't you give everybody a definition of what carb cycling is? Because I think for some, they're probably like, I don't know what the hell yeah. you're talking about. So it's it's what it sounds like. It's when we alternate days of higher carbs slash calories with lower carbs slash calories. Super simple. So is it carb cycling or calorie cycling? It would be considered like both. So you can do either one or you can do both. Um, yeah. From what I was reading, though, it's t- typically both. Okay. Got I it. mean, this is where getting into the next topic, like there are a million different ways to use carb and calorie cycling. Just like there's a million different vegetarians out there. Yeah. Yeah. Who and aren't so, actually vegetarians. Yeah. So like the the two that I researched most about was were called like infrequent large refeeds and then frequent moderate refeeds. So the difference between those two is the infrequent large refeeds. You have a refeed every one to two weeks. And this can be a good strategy for individuals that have like fantastic dietary discipline. Uh, they can maintain a consistent rate of weight loss without like quote unquote plateauing for one to two weeks. And this is the biggest one. They can mentally handle lower carb, lower calorie diets. We'll get into this, but that is not me. (laughs) Um, and then, like I said, the other one is frequent moderate refeeds. And this is when you have a refeed every three to four days. And this can be a good strategy for individuals that have fairly poor mental tolerance for low carb or low calorie diets and then also are very physically active and we'll talk about why carbs are great when you are physically active later on got it and i think as you were just describing that when you're talking about the frequent moderate refeeds i just made this connection and you can tell me if that it's complete bullshit or if it's actually has some merit to it if you're doing a refeed every three days, mm-hmm. that means in in a week's time, you're eating those re- restricted calories, so to speak, or carbs, six out of seven days per week. And then you're having that one or maybe two, if, if you kind of are flexible, mm-hmm. per week. That literally puts you, as you go through the course of a month, that's going to put you at like, I'm trying to do the math in my head, a very high tolerance or a very great ratio of like deficit to surplus or some people call it like clean versus like cheating right Mm -hmm. like it puts you in that that sort of magic ratio that we always talk about of like 80 to 90 percent adherence yeah you're still it allows you to still be in a deficit but not as steep of one because you're re- like doing refeeds so often. Got it. Yeah. And that kind of goes into the next, like the next question, or not the next question, but like the next topic. later on in the conversation. Yeah. Okay. So all that said, whether you're doing frequent or infrequent 
with these refeeds and this carb calorie cycling, like why would someone do this? Why would someone take this approach? Yeah. So this actually is tying into exactly what you were just talking about. So eating in a calorie deficit or trying to reach a very low body fat level can have a lot of effects on our body. It, it does reduce metabolic rate, our thyroid hormone output, leptin output, sympathetic nervous system activity, uh, think activities other than exercise. So we've talked about NEAT on the podcast before, and then it affects our reproductive hormone output. And those things are exactly why you cannot stay in a calorie deficit for extended periods of time. So similar to any diet, carb or calorie cycling should not be done longer than three to four months. Like when you start it, you should have an end date in mind, um, whether you hit your goal or you don't. And so the premise of cycling carbs and calories is to actually prevent or I don't want to say prevent, but decrease these things from happening as quickly. Got it. Okay. And I so I feel like that kind of ties into what you were just explaining. Like you are in a deficit, but it's not as steep. So your body's not going to experience the effects as much. Yeah, correct? absolutely. I like it. Uh, so you had mentioned your quote unquote experience with it. <laughs> yeah. It, why don't you explain that a little bit? Like, why did you decide to give that a try? And, you know, what, what was this quote unquote experience? What did it actually consist of? Yeah. So as you know, uh, well, if you've been listening to the podcast, looking at our stories, I have been in a deficit for about two months now. So about halfway, we're less than two months out from our wedding and I am trying to achieve a low body fat percentage. Yeah. You're going to be looking good in that dress. <laughs> like I would, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I would say the body fat percentage that I'm aiming for and I don't have a number in mind it's more of like an aesthetic look but I don't think it's going to be sustained or I know it's not going to be sustainable it's not sustainable for the lifestyle that we live yes. meaning we are not the robots who only eat grilled chicken broccoli and rice every day yeah like we like to order takeout Experience once a week we like to go to restaurants we mm -hmm. like to drink a beer on rare occasion like there's just things that we do that involve food like we're not going out every night or anything like that, but there's things that we do to where that balance and, and being able to like partake in those things and create those memories is more important to us than walking around at six and 12% body fat. Yeah. And I really enjoy, and I talked about this a little bit. I really enjoy performance. And so eating at those low of calories and carbs, it does affect your performance. And so that's you always... we can't all look like the games athletes and just be shredded and perform really well? Well, the games athletes don't look like... You talked about that. <laughs> they don't look like that year round. They don't. They don't. Um, but anyway, so what I did was a frequent moderate refeeds because I am very or relatively physically active. And then I also know myself, I do have a fairly poor mental tolerance when it comes to low carb or low calorie. Expand on that a little bit. When you say mental tolerance, like explain to, to everyone listening <laughs> what you mean by that. So when I am eating low carb or low calorie. She's mean. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> and we're going to discuss this in a few minutes, but like I feel awful like I don't, I don't like it. I, yeah, that's it. So it's I just, don't want to, and I don't, it, 
it comes to a point where I'm like, this isn't even worth it. And like, yeah. I eat more anyway. It just gets to the point where, or what you're describing are just literally symptoms of being in like a severe deficit for short periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not getting sub- substantial amounts of macronutrients to feel the way that you typically feel. So if anybody listening, it's not necessarily like you just become a mean, miserable human being, but irritability is part of that, mm-hmm. right? Or can be part of that. It might just be low energy levels throughout the day. It could be uh, like inability to to concentrate if you're really like in an aggressive cycle. So that lots of different things can occur. Yeah. And another reason I wanted to give it a try was within the next two months, we do have a lot of traveling going on. Like we just had two bridal showers. We I have the bachelorette party coming up. And then we have some trips planned just to experience Michigan a little bit more before we plan to move. And so I thought the refi days was going were going to just kind of fit into our lifestyle with traveling. Um, and lastly, I always am open to trying different methods so that when a client asks about it, and this is one that a lot of clients ask about is calorie and carb cycling, I can speak about my own experience and just speak more to it. Yeah, absolutely. I did the same thing with not only like different fitness methodologies, but back when I started CrossFit in 2011, 12-ish, paleo was really big, right? And the zone diet was really big. And so I did both of them. And then I even did them combined to have an idea of, okay, does this work? Did it work for me? How did I feel? What can my like members expect to feel? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a, I think as a coach, it's something that you should absolutely do because it gives you credibility and it also allows you to to relate to your your clients absolutely and i i say that to with to an extent because like will i ever try keto no i mean i guess i should never say never but like right like the the odds are not i was just about to belt out like some bieber like never say never and then i realized i can't sing at all so to have it actually recorded on the podcast was not going to happen thank god i interjected (laughs) um But okay, so getting into my experience, like you asked about, quote unquote, experience, because I literally lasted five days and I don't even. That's why we were saying it's maybe not a true experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and like I said, I took the frequent moderate refeed approach so that my or so my goals weren't even as drastic as they could have been. And after two days, Derek's going to say something about this, but. I literally felt like I struggled to keep my eyes open. Oh, my God. I swear, let alone have enough energy to work for 12 hours and work out. Like, I felt like I was hit by a train. Y'all, I'm not kidding. And I quote, I can't see anything. My vision is blurry. I felt awful. I re- And I, so I based it off of Precision Nutrition's recommendation I didn't even go as low as they recommended on the high end. So my calories were still higher than what they said the highest should be. So what you're saying is you (laughs) just need food. Yeah, I need carbs. Um, And it comes down to like, I know that my body thrives from having adequate amount of carbs. And um, so it came down to the point that I just didn't think it was worth continuing. Like... We took progress pictures, although the scale has not changed, like, really at all. Um, 
aside from like a very initial drop the first three days, my progress pictures look completely different. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I was like, okay, like wh- why am I doing this? It's not worth it. Um, and yeah, so that's it. Love it. Uh, so you talked about like your body thrives on carbohydrates. I think a lot of people think that they thrive on carbohydrates just because carbs are delicious and amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's the actual role that carbohydrates play? Like, why are they important to anyone listening who is on a nutrition, nutrition or fitness journey, regardless of if you're talking just performance or just aesthetics, like break down just the overall importance of carbs. Yeah. So there's so many benefits. Carbs are broken down into either like glucose, fructose, or galactose. And eventually that's released into the bloodstream as glucose. And y'all, we, we need glucose to live. Like tissues such as our brain, red blood cells, they can't make their own glucose. So, and they need a continuously available supply of it. And when I was doing some research for this podcast, a fun fact, I, I didn't know this, maybe you did, but our brain needs about 130 grams of glucose per day. And we can get that from our diet. And so when carbs are low, we can get enough via protein and fat, but that means that we need to be eating enough protein and fat to process it as well. Did you know that about 130 grams? I didn't know the number. I knew there was like a range or somewhere along that's there. A that, lo- that's like a lot. But I also want to be clear, 130 grams of glucose, that's the big differentiator there. You're not saying 130 grams of carbohydrate. Yeah. It's yeah, 130 yeah. grams of glucose. Yeah. So those are two right. very different things. So anybody listening... We're not saying you need 130 grams of carbs at a minimum. No. I don't know what that relationship is. I don't know what the conversion factor is to go from grams of glucose into carbohydrate. Hell, maybe we're misspeaking and maybe it is a one-to-one thing. But we'll look further into that. But the point is, don't mistake that in case there is a difference in that conversion. Yes. Basically, the bottom line, like... Our brain and our red blood cells, our tissues, they need glucose, which glucose comes from carbs. And I'm actually doing, I Googled this as we were speaking. I think it actually is one-to-one. I was going to say, how I got this from Precision Nutrition and how they worded it, I would not be surprised if it's a one I think it is a one-to-one. So if that's the case, you can listen to that and say, okay, 130 grams is the minimum for my brain to function. Yeah. And I experienced that. You had mentioned that I know that the only reason I knew that there was some kind of like a tolerable limit was when I was competing in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. We were carb cycling and it was very, very aggressive. I mean, our high day was less than 100 grams of like starchy carbohydrates. And our low day was literally 25 grams of starchy carbs. So your, your high day was less was than 100, 100 grams? Yeah. <gasps> and so imagine all we're eating on those days, any of those days is just vegetables. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about your experience? Well, because that's what I'm curious about. Sorry, if you could hear that in the uh, podcast. Mine was like even I couldn't eat the vegetables that I wanted. Like the leafy greens. I'm not talking about potatoes. I'm talking about like a salad that made me over my carbs. Right. And so this is why I don't talk about the carb cycling too much from bodybuilding is because we didn't really know what we were doing. You know, we were in undergrad. We knew enough about nutrition to like, 
map this out and we had a coach. But we also didn't care about the micronutrients within fruits and vegetables. It was essentially whatever the carbs broke down to in the macros that we like were calculating, you hit, you hit that. So if that meant eating no vegetables, you Did ate you feel no like vegetables. You hit, were hit by a bus? Yeah, every day. Yeah. I literally, so when we were carb cycling leading up to the show, we did it at the very end. We didn't do it the whole time. And I was only eating, you know, less than 100 grams of carbs a day or on those really low days, literally 25 grams of carbs. I couldn't function. I literally woke up at the time. I was, I would take an Oxy Elite Pro, which is like a fat burner and like an energy stimulant supplement. I would Are pop, you kidding? no, I would pop one of those. And back then it, I'm almost positive that there was some kind of drug in Oxylete Pro that is not legal. I think ephedrine was in it or something because every bodybuilder would take it. And I'm not kidding. The moment I swallowed that pill, I didn't need to eat for like six hours. And I was super makes me focused at the same time. Yeah, it was so bad for you. And anyway, those my brain didn't function. I had a professor who at the end of the semester, I literally turned in my final and as I'm turning in the final, she's like, hey, Derek, can I talk to you outside for a minute? She takes me out into the hall and she literally goes, hey, if you're in pain, like if you need help, like <laughs> there are counselors on campus My because gosh. she thought I was in depression because I couldn't like I couldn't sit through class and mentally be like there and have facial expressions and like interact in the class. I was just that miserable human at the back of the class who didn't do anything. Is that common with bodybuilding? I know like you weren't in the bodybuilding realm for too long, but like is carb cycling and that feeling too towards the end right before your show, is that common? In my experience, yeah. Because you're getting, I mean, think about this. The average human being who walks around that you see on Instagram and you're like, whoa, I, w I would give anything to look like that dude or that chick they're probably at 6% body fat. Yeah. Or for women, like 10%, 12%. To get on stage and compete and be competitive in bodybuilding, you're getting on stage at 3%, 4% body fat. And even though that's only 3% less than that that's 6%, big. that's huge. You're also dehydrating yourself. Then you're pumping glucose into yourself to make your veins vasodilate and to fill your the glycogen sores back up in your muscle and there's all this science behind it that from a health standpoint is horrific for you but from like an actual physiologic response works huh yeah and so anyway is there anything healthy about bodybuilding no i didn't Negative. think so you look really good that's about it okay yeah i'm just checking back on track okay back on track um and then so how i mentioned our tissues need carbs, glucose, uh, other benefits. Like Derek said, carbs are delicious. They really are. Uh, they help fuel workouts. Like I mentioned about activity, they're going to support recovery. And then they, a big thing is they assist in digestion via their fiber content. And as well, like the, it helps with optimal thyroid and hormone function. So with all of those things, I hope you understand like that carbs, you need carbs. Yeah, for sure. I like, like to you say should not be low carb forever. I'm going to get this tattooed on my ass one day so no one can see <laughs> oh, it. Oh, dear God. 
a life without pizza is no life at all. That's it. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> when we get our tattoo together for for the wedding, I'm gonna secretly have them put that on my ass as you're like leaving the studio. Oh dear God! I'm just gonna have them put that there real quick. Okay. Yeah, real quick. That's even better. <laughs> real quick, just like scratch it on there. Mm-hmm. That'll be close enough. Okay. Anyway, so to wrap this up, like, do you want to elaborate a little more on carbs? Because we're saying they're good for you. You need them. But like how much is too much? Like yeah. is there a line? Sort of where does all that fall? Yeah. So there's definitely some considerations to take into account. And the carb carbohydrate amount does matter along with protein and fat amount like that. And I'm not going to get into specifics in this podcast because one, everyone's different. But the amount does matter for every individual. And then the carbohydrate type and again, along with all the other nutrients and food, is important. So something to think about that I think is broken down easy is complex carbs that come from whole food sources like veggies, fruits, legumes, and whole grains tend to keep us feeling full longer. They also have a lot of micronutrients, fiber, and water, and sometimes they even have like those good proteins and good fats as well. And then they keep our blood sugar and insulin levels stable, basically releasing their energy gradually. So to me, all of those things sound amazing. Right. And that just so everyone's clear, we're, we're simplifying this down to the basics so that yes. you can understand exactly, you know, the gist of what we're saying. We're not getting into all the details. So if someone listening is like a, just chemistry nerd or an RD or anything like that. We are looking at this from a 10,000 foot view. Oh yeah. We're keeping this Basically, super simple. What try you to need get carbohydrates to know. from veggies, fruits, legumes, whole grains. Exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and then this is where the carbohydrates that a lot of people take in that might not necessarily give us as many benefits. And so those are things like simple refined and highly processed carbs. And with these, we do digest them quickly. So they tend to leave us satis- or leave us feeling unsatisfied. They've been stripped of their nutrients and typically have high amounts of sodium, along with other chemicals such as like flavorings, trans fats, and preservatives. And then they actually stimulate our appetite and leave us wanting more. So think, I always use Doritos as an example. Like, I know, it's because I used to be obsessed with Doritos. What kind? Cool Ranch or the cheese? Cheese. Me and my sister used to slam an entire family size bag in a weekend. Number one, that's disgusting just because that's a lot of chips. Number two, it's disgusting because you're talking about... What is the cheese flavor called? I should know. Nacho cheese, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it's nacho cheese. But yeah. I also like those flame and hot It's ones literally too. a sin that you pick <laughs> nacho cheese over Cool Ranch. I mean, I like Cool Ranch too. We might have to get some Doritos. I don't even like Ranch and Cool Ranch Doritos. I love better. Ranch, but I like We're going to put that poll on the Instagram and see on, as a, like the movie The, in, the Internship. We're yeah. going to put it on the line <laughs> and have a vote. Yes. But think I just use that as an example. Once you put bite or once you take a bite of one chip, it's hard to stop. I'll give you a better example. Are you ready? Oh God! This is gonna you're gonna use this for the rest of your coaching career. Probably not. Yes, you will. What you just mentioned, how they stimulate your appetite. This is exactly the reason 
that places give you bread prior to receiving your dinner because it stimulates your appetite to make you think you want more food. So you will order more food. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you actually receive your food and start eating, you can't finish it all. But guess what? The restaurant still got their money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I that's exactly that. the reason that they feed you bread. Yeah. It's that perfect carb fat ratio. Yeah. You can't stop. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's interesting. And then the last thing, they also cause fluctuations in our blood sugar and insulin levels. So again, moral of the story, we should try to eat mostly complex carbohydrates from whole foods. Right. And it's we, that simple. And we talked about examples of complex carbs. We said the vegetables and Fruits, fruit and we legumes. gave some examples, but just so everyone's clear on highly processed and refined, we're talking about anything that comes in a box and has a label on it, yeah. essentially. It's so like cereals, yeah, cereals, pasta, um, why can't I think of my head? Even rice and potatoes, like those things are good for well, you. Well, not potatoes. Well, potatoes are technically a vegetable, but you yeah. get, they're a starchy carbohydrate, so they do get digested a little bit faster. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah anything like that breads. comes in a box, yeah, bread, there we go. My mind wasn't working. Comes in a box or comes in a package, has a label on it. It's likely highly processed and refined, and that's the stuff that we're talking about here. Absolutely. Cool. Well, yeah. Close it out. Go. I was going to say, anything else from you? No. Well, perfect. So uh, while carb cycling may be beneficial for a short amount of time, again, no longer than three to four months, or for me, five days, uh, for some individuals, it's also important to recognize the importance of having enough carbs long term. Hell yeah. Oh, one thing I did want to say that I forgot Guys, when we're talking about like Ash's experience with carb cycling, we're not saying it doesn't work. Oh, no. I just want to be I just clear. Said. Yeah. It, it does work for some individuals. Right. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Oh, like, yeah. I've coached individuals yeah. through it. And also, to say that after only doing it for five days yeah. would be asinine. Like, oh, we're yeah. not claiming that whatsoever. We're literally just sharing that she had that experience. And, it, and I chose. And she to chose not to continue. discontinue. Not because yeah. it wasn't working, but because it wasn't worth it for her based on how she felt in her lifestyle. Doesn't mean it wouldn't work, but it's not the right thing for her. Yeah, absolutely. And like, even with those five days, it did work. Carbs yeah. have us retain water. So I did, the scale did budge. I was feeling really lean. But again, like to me, it wasn't worth it. Absolutely. Well, sweet. Is that everything we've got on the docket for today? Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, guys, hopefully you took something out of that. If you need to go back, rewind, listen, take some notes, put it in your phone, put it in a notebook. I don't care. But hopefully you can take something with you on your health and fitness journey and help you move that needle. But until next time, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we cannot thank you enough. We just want to take a moment to show y'all our appreciation and give thanks and give love because we couldn't do this without you guys. Not just the podcast, but all of our platforms is because of your love and support that we're able to keep going day in and day out. So thank you. If you enjoy the information that you hear, please head over to Apple, leave us a five-star review, leave a comment in there as well. That's how we reach more people and change more lives through this podcast. And if you know of someone who could benefit from the information that we're putting out each and every week, 
please do not hesitate to send them our way. They can take in the free content across all of our different platforms, and we're more than happy to hop on a call and point them in the right direction as it relates to moving the needle with their personal journey. And that's what it's all about, guys, reaching people and changing lives. So please, please, please do not hesitate to like, tag, and share this episode with all of your family and friends. Other than that, be sure to follow us across all those platforms, right? Hit that like button, the subscribe button, the follow button, all those damn buttons, and make sure you're staying tuned in and locked in to the value that we are bringing you week in and week out. And lastly, guys, the Blackout Collection is live. It is only available for a limited time, so be sure to visit the store. The link is in our Instagram bio, or you can go directly through the website and lock in that gear before it goes away for good. All right, guys, until next time, have a fantastic week.